0: The Demon of the Mountain by Catherine Pyle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Demon of the Mountain, a Transylvanian Gypsy Tale. There once was a poor peasant lad who was sober and honest and industrious, and yet he never could succeed in the world he was barely able to make enough to keep body and soul together one night he had a dream and in his dream a venerable-looking old man with a long gray beard and wearing a golden crown upon his head appeared to him my son said the old man go to the top of the mountain that lies beyond the rocky plain to the eastward there fortune awaits thee "'Only be brave and daring. Go, and delay not.' In the morning when the youth awoke, he remembered his dream and wondered over it for a time, but it was soon forgotten. The next night the old man appeared to him again while he was sleeping, and regarded him with a severe expression. "'Why hast thou not already set out for the mountain?' he asked. "'Fortune will not await thee forever." when the youth awoke he wondered that he should have dreamed of the same old man a second time but still he regarded the dream as meaning nothing and before the end of the day he had forgotten it but the third night the same old man appeared to him for still a third time how is this he cried by this time thou shouldst have been well on thy way to the mountain up up delay not or disaster will follow. When the youth awoke, he determined to set out at once for the mountain. He packed up enough food for the journey, and started out without further delay. All day he traveled across the rocky plain, and by night time he had arrived at the foot of the mountain. Here he rested, and the next day he set out to climb to the top. Up and up he went, and so at last came to the mouth of a cave that was at the summit. A light shone out from the cave, and when the lad looked into it he saw a beautiful maiden sitting there, fair beyond all words. Her hair was of pure gold and shone like sunlight, and was so long it fell down all about her and trailed on the floor, and out of her hair she was weaving a mantle when the beauty saw the lad she cried out for wonder who art thou rash youth she called to him who hath dared to venture into the cave of the mountain demon i am a poor peasant who lives down below here on the other side of the plain he answered and i did not know this was a demon's cave but how comest thou hither an old man told me to come he appeared to me three times in a dream with a crown of gold on his head, and he told me to journey to the top of the mountain, and I would find fortune awaiting me. He spoke the truth, answered the maiden. That poor old man was my father. He was a king, and I am a princess. He who rescues me may have me for a bride if he will, and my kingdom for a dowry. The princess then told the lad that years before the demon of this mountain had seen her beside a spring where she was bathing with her maidens. He had fallen in love with her, and for her sake he had made war on her father and slain him. But her he had brought here to his cave, and had set her to weaving a mantle out of her hair. When the mantle was finished she would be obliged to marry him, and already it was almost done. "'But how may you be rescued?' asked the lad. "'That is a difficult and dangerous task,' replied the beauty. "'But it may be done if you have the courage to stay here for three nights,' said the princess, "'and for those three nights will allow the demon to torment you as he will, "'and yet are brave enough to utter never a sound. "'Then his power over me will be broken, and I will be free from him when the youth heard that the only way he could save the princess was by allowing the demon to torment him for three nights his ardour was somewhat cooled and if i were to rescue you would you be willing to take me for a husband he asked yes i would answered the princess if you can endure those torments for my sake then i will know you love me truly and that you are indeed a brave soul and a daring one the youth thought for a while. Very well, he said, at least I will try it. Then he sat down, and he and the princess talked together, and she was so wise and gentle and witty in her talk that with every hour that passed he loved her better and better. Toward evening there was a great noise outside and a glare of red light and the mountain demon rushed into the cave and a terrible creature he was to look at i can tell you he was black as soot and his eyes shone in his head like coals of fire he had horns and a tail and instead of nails he had long claws on his fingers and with every breath he sent out fire and cinders When the lad saw the demon, he began to shake and tremble, and he wished he were well out of that adventure and home again, even if he had to miss having a princess for a wife. However, it was too late to wish that now. The demon wasted no words upon the lad, but he picked him up and threw him down on the floor, and then he danced about on him up and down after he had finished dancing on him he hauled him about and pulled his ears and his hair and did everything he could to make him cry out and almost he succeeded but still the youth remembered what the princess had said and managed to keep his lips closed and when the first ray of daylight shone into the cave the demon was obliged to depart for so it is with the evil ones then the princess came and lifted the youth up and comforted him and she took down a flask from the wall where it hung, and rubbed him over with the ointment that was in it, and then his bruises disappeared, for he had been black and blue all over from the way the demon had danced on him. "'This is one night past, and you have stood it bravely,' said the princess. "'Yes, uh, that is all very well,' answered the youth, "'but I doubt whether I can stand two more nights of it. Perhaps it would have been better if I had kept away altogether.' or at least that I go away now before I suffer any more torments that may be even worse. Do not say that, cried the princess, and she began to weep. When the lad saw her tears, his heart melted with pity for her, and he promised that he would not desert her whatever happened, but would do his best to rescue her. Then the princess was cheered and brought out all sorts of good things that the demon had stored away, and she and the lad ate and drank together and became quite merry. After a while it became dark, however, and the lad's heart sank down again. At the same hour as the night before the demon came rushing back into the cave again, and when he saw the lad was still there he howled aloud for very rage again he caught up the lad and dashed him down on the floor of the cave and this time he took a hammer and pounded him with it until it seemed to the lad that every bone in his body was beaten to a jelly he had to clench his teeth together to keep from crying out all night the demon tormented him until he was more dead than alive but when morning came the evil one was obliged to give over as before and he disappeared out of the cave howling horribly. The princess came and rubbed the lad all over with the ointment as before, and then he became quite strong and well and sound again. But now the lad was all for starting out for home. He had had enough of the demon in his doings. The princess had to beg and implore and entreat him before he would consent to remain for still the third night. "'What good will it do me, or you either?' He said if the demon makes an end of me and that i fear he will do if he finds me here a third time oh my dear lad surely you love me enough to suffer still one other little time wept the princess i do not believe the demon has really the power to kill you and think if you allow him to torment you only one more night and still keep silence then you will have me for a wife and a kingdom to reign over, and we will live together happily forever. Very well, said the lad at last, I will try and stand it this one third time, though I misdoubt me, I am a fool for my pains. So when the demon came home that night, there was the lad still sitting in the cave with the princess. The demon was so enraged, he swelled up to twice his size, and turned blacker than ever. He caught the lad from off the stool where he was sitting, and threw him on the floor, and then he picked up a pair of pinchers and pinched him all over. All night the demon kept at him. He rolled him about over the floor and knocked him against the stools and tables, and it seemed sometimes as though the lad would be obliged to cry for mercy. But he bit his lips till they bled, and not a sound came from between them. At last it was morning and when the sun shone into the cave, the demon gave a howl and burst with a noise like a thunderclap, and there was nothing left of him but a little heap of black dust on the floor. But the lad lay there without sound or motion, as though he were dead. Then, for the third time, the princess rubbed him with the ointment, and he opened his eyes, and rose up, and was quite well again. The princess bade him go to the back of the cave, where there was a spring of water, and bathe himself in it. This he did, and as soon as he had bathed, he became the handsomest young man that ever was seen, and instead of poor and ragged clothes, he was dressed in silks and velvets, and he had a jeweled ring upon his finger, and a golden crown on his head and now said the princess we will return to my own country and you shall be king and i will be queen and we will live happily together from this time on as she said so it was and she and the peasant lad returned to her kingdom and were married and they loved each other so dearly that there never was a cross word between them I went to the wedding along with all the others that were bidden, and ate and drank so much that I could hardly walk home again. End of a Demon of the Mountain by Katherine Pyle read by Wayne Cook